Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to a new episode of uh, Econ Pro Podcast. Today, I'm with um, Fabrizio Ferrari from uh, from Italy, um, and we're going to talk about uh, response of European Union to uh, to COVID-19 and the struggle of Italy and uh, the uh, also um, uh, the uh, the um, rising political uh, clashes in Italy, also among European Union countries. So um, welcome to the show, Fabrizio. Thank you for having me, Aki. Uh, so recently we've... Uh, yeah, we've, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, recently we've seen uh, uh, rising political tension against European Union from some um, Italian politicians and uh, they have been uh, raising their voices because uh, European Commission or other authorities in, in European Union were not successful in uh, in supporting Italy. Uh, so what do you think about it? That, uh, do you think uh, Salvini and other uh, politicians have right to um, criticize harshly European Union or uh, it's it's misleading? Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, uh, the, the short answer is no, they do not have any right at all to criticize European Union. And there are really many, many reasons why Italy is not at all in uh, the position to move critics against uh, the European Union. Uh, I Maybe we do not have time enough to to present all, all the historical facts and all the historical examples uh, uh, when Italy uh, somehow misbehaved uh, with respect to European Union. Uh, I believe that uh, if we stick to the present, okay, uh, we see that the situation is uh, really easy to describe. What uh, uh, Italian politicians, uh, and not only Matteo Salvini and uh, the right or far right of the Italian political system, I would say that uh, this goes as well for the um, Partito Democratico, okay, so center-left and also the left and, uh, and the far left. What basically uh, Italian politicians uh, want right now is free money from European Union. They do not uh, want to accept any kind of commitment, uh, neither uh, when it comes to uh, how they are going to spend the money uh, European Union is going to lend to Italy, and uh, even less when it comes to conditionalities, okay? So how uh, we will have to behave and to reduce our spending in the future in order to uh, reimburse the, the 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 loan that uh, European countries will make to Italy in the end. Uh, basically, it, it all boils down to a very uh, childish and uh, whimsical uh, uh, question. Uh, Italian politicians are saying, just give us money, we need it, and we do not want to provide you with any guarantee that uh, we will give you your money back. So you understand, is a sort of really uh, crazy and insane debate we are facing in Italy right now. And uh, what is even worse, I believe, is that uh, uh, the media, the newspapers, the uh, radio shows, whatsoever, you name it, uh, are not presenting facts as they really are. Uh, because, for instance, 
there is this huge this huge debate right now here in Italy about uh, whether it would be, it would be better to access uh, some funding from the ESM, okay, European Stability Mechanism, mm -hmm. the one that saved Greece and uh, to some extent Spain, Cyprus, okay, uh, or it would be better to issue a common bond. You can call it, uh, I don't know, Euro bond, Corona bond, recovery bond, it doesn't matter. The point is, al is always the same. You, you can somehow, uh, you can, um, I'm going to say it, uh, mutualize, you can share a common debt only in uh, two possible ways. Either you commit yourself credibly that you are going to repay your part of this debt, okay? It is a sort of uh, pooling mechanism, a sort of uh, uh, insurance, okay? I can, uh, uh, I can borrow some money from you, but I promise you that I will behave uh, correctly, I will not uh, produce any misdeed, any misconduct, and behaving correctly, I will give you your money back. This is the first way. The other way is, okay, and uh, you, you can see it, this is the way in which uh, basically political union are formed. Uh, some states or some, region, some regions can say, okay, uh, we decide that uh, we want to issue debt uh, together, we, we want to have a common fiscal policy, The point is that if you decide to issue debt along with other countries and, and have a fiscal policy in common with uh, these other countries, you, you also must be willing to uh, lay down and to, how can I say it, give up uh, a share of uh, your taxing power. You, mm -hmm. you cannot issue debt, okay? You cannot have a European Commission uh, issuing debt without having this very same European Commission Uh, with the power of raising taxes, okay? That's the yeah. point. So I believe that the uh, European Union and also Germany, Netherlands, uh, and all the North Europe countries that here in Italy are depicted as uh, uh, the spawns of the, of the devil, okay? As pure evil countries, as people that uh, are just waiting to Italians uh, basically die from coronavirus. That's, that's not true. That's Total, uh, total bullshit, to, to, be, to be honest. Why? The reason is simple. Germany, Netherlands, you name it, the, 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 the northern country, would be more than willing to issue debt together in order to save the European Union, because you understand it, they do not gain anything having Italians uh, uh, dying or destroying their economy. They, they of course, would, would prefer a strong Italy with a strong economy, the point is that they uh, are available to do such a common debt issuance only insofar as Italy can provide some sort of guarantee or can give up a share of uh, its taxing power. That's, that's the reason. And that's what uh, Italian politicians, I, I don't know if they don't understand it or they don't want to say it loud and clear because uh, they fear losing uh, a share of, uh, of the people voting for them. I really don't know. Uh, is, believe me, it is crazy. Uh, I don't know in other countries how things are going, but here in Italy, it is uh, honestly a crazy debate. So as far as I understand it, the problem is uh, basically the, the trust between European Union Um, yeah. uh, body and, and Italian government. So, but yeah. uh, do you think the Italian government is feasible to 
European uh, Union uh, authorities expect from them. I'm sorry, can you just repeat the, the last question because yeah. I lost you for one second? Uh, the question is uh, the European Union authorities expect Italian government to uh, commit uh, what uh, commit some uh, some um, financial rules. Uh, do you think Italian government can provide such? Uh, do you think for them it's feasible to? Uh, commit what whatever European Union authorities expect from them? Okay, uh, well, I think that uh, uh, there are two answers to such a question. There is an economic theory answer, and the, the, the answer uh, I can offer you under uh, economic theory viewpoint is that, of course, it is possible to commit, because uh, it would, basically, it would mean to make uh, Italian fiscal policy better. What European Union has been asking to Italy for the last 20 years uh, basically was structural reforms, okay? They wanted us to implement some structural reforms in order to make our uh, labor market, our uh, basically the, the general economy more competitive, uh, more flexible, more uh, capable to adapt to globalization, okay, and whatsoever. So, of course, under an economic perspective, it is totally feasible to commit to what European Union, European Commission are going to ask it. Not only this will be feasible, but would also be best case scenario for Italy. I hope that this will happen one day. Problem is that uh, under a political viewpoint, uh, I don't think it's possible because if you look at the current uh, Italian parliament, uh, I, I would say uh, I, I cannot even think about one single member of parliament willing to, to, uh, to make such an assertion as the one I am making to you right now, okay? They all uh, are talking about rights, uh, what European Union must do for us, but they cannot think about what Italy can do for European Union and, uh, to be honest, for Italy itself. So uh, if you have a country uh, in, uh, in which, uh, wherein the, the political demand is uh, only for transfers, only for a big government, a big daddy government, uh, providing you with uh, free lunches, uh, you can call it uh, universal basic income, uh, retiring at uh, 62 years old, I don't know. I mean, if you want, if you think of the state and the government as an entity that is only uh, obliged to provide you with some sort of money transfer, uh, this cannot work because once you have a political party uh, putting you in front of reality and telling you, look, this cannot go on forever, Some, someone must pay one day or another for the free lunch you have enjoyed in the past. I mean, it, it is obvious that uh, uh, the, the majority of population will not be willing to vote for the party telling them uh, we have to raise taxes or we have to reduce public spending. They basically, the, the Italian political situation is all about uh, which political party is offering the biggest free lunch. 
and the one offering the biggest free lunch wins the election. And this has been so for the last uh, really 40 years. I think that the first one understanding it was Bettino Craxi in the 80s. And, uh, mm-hmm. and after that, it has always been uh, like that. With maybe, I don't know, there has been some exception, but uh, it is irrelevant. In a trend of 40 years, uh, one or two people different do not make any, any kind of difference. So... Uh, so uh, let me ask you a political question. Uh, do you think a previous government, uh, uh, Renzi, before yeah. the uh, before yeah. uh, going uh, for voting, mm-hmm. do you think he was willing to um, initiate some structural reforms mm-hmm. in Italy? Do you think that was the reason he yeah. he uh, asked for? Um, uh, more power in the government for himself? Yeah, okay. I think that, okay, to be honest, Matteo Renzi is probably one of the two or three politicians I would have mentioned as the exceptions in this uh, 40 years trend of uh, decline in Italy. Now, uh, let me make it clear. I don't think that Matteo Renzi was the best possible prime minister. I don't believe that uh, he is a sort of... uh, God on earth, okay, he's mm-hmm. not uh, Jesus Christ, uh, to, to be, for full disclosure, I mean, to be, to be very clear. Nonetheless, I think that uh, some of the reforms he had in mind, and also the general vision about how uh, Italian economy, and also how Italian uh, isti- institutional framework, uh, I think that uh, he had uh, some good ideas about it. For instance, the um, uh, constitutional referendum he lost uh, in 2016, and basically that's the reason why his political career uh, totally failed, because he never recovered after after the 2016 referendum. I believe that uh, uh, he was right, maybe not 100% right, okay, but uh, 70% right is better than nothing, okay? And uh, yeah, I believe that uh, probably Matteo Renzi is the last uh, uh, missed opportunity in Italy. Uh, when uh, Italians decided to, uh, to abandon and to forsake Matteo Renzi's political vision in 2016, I think that uh, Italian decline somehow accelerated, okay? Mm-hmm. I cannot say if Renzi... Uh, could have been capable to revert this decline? I think yes. I cannot be 100% sure. What I can, I, I can say for sure is that uh, all the politicians that uh, governed Italy after Renzi did much worse, much, much worse. It's not even comparable in my view. And I would also say that Renzi was much better than Berlusconi and I believe to some extent also much better than Romano Prodi before him. So I would say that probably Renzi as a prime minister has been the best one in the last 30 years at least. Uh, And yeah, this has been a a missed occasion, a missed shot. And uh, I don't know if Italy will have uh, another opportunity, at least in the short uh, short run. Well, he is young, right? (laughs) Yeah, he's young, but... uh, Sadly enough, uh, once the, uh, the the media system uh, uh, starts to depict you, and in this case by you I mean mm-hmm. Matteo Renzi, as uh, an evil person, a person that, 
I don't know, wants to do this bad thing to pensioners, these other bad things to workers, and uh, who... Because you see also here in Italy, we have, I believe, a crazy debate about immigration. Uh, there is a huge political demand for uh, basically racist policy, okay? We Italians want right now racist politics, uh, racist politicians. They want politicians saying uh, horrible things like... Uh, um, I cannot even repeat it because uh, I am disgusted. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, 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 on the other hand, uh, you look at economic facts, uh, we need every year uh, hundreds of thousands of immigrants. And without these uh, hundreds of thousands of immigrants, our economy simply cannot work. And uh, so, you see, wh- when I... Uh, Italian political debate is crazy, insane, and totally detached from reality. I mean that you have, uh, I don't know, maybe 80% of Italian voters uh, asking for for uh, racist politicians, and they do not understand that uh, uh, those racist politicians are the ones uh, hindering the development of, of Italian economy. They are impairing the development of Italian economy. That's why I believe that Matteo Renzi will not have another chance at least in the short run, because uh, mm. the, the debate is uh, so much poisoned, so much um, uh, spoiled and corrupted with uh, yeah. basically bullshit. Uh, and uh, if, if you have a politician that is not perfect, uh, far be it from me saying that Renzi is perfect, I don't believe so, okay? But mm-hmm. at least he does say something um, more correct uh, when you compare him with uh, Matteo Salvini, uh, Nicola Zingaretti, uh, mm-hmm. Giorgia Meloni, etc., etc. Yeah. Okay, he has, I think, a clearer vision about how Italy should be managed and governed. The problem is that uh, the, 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 me- the media system has started depicting him as uh, a loser and an evil, pol- an evil politician. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't think that in this. Uh, kind of political scenario in this political environment, political and media environment, he can, uh, uh, at least in, uh, in the short run. So lastly, I would like to ask you, uh, do you expect uh, Italian voters uh, take a lesson from from the actions of current government and, uh, and search for uh, better possible uh, yeah. <laughs> politicians yeah. to vote what That's is your nice expectation bet. because uh, okay uh, to, to be honest I have different bets with uh, friends of mine uh, I am betting that uh, yes we will learn something maybe not in one year maybe not in two years but say in five seven years I think we will have to face reality I mean you cannot uh, uh, procrastinate the the meeting with reality forever okay uh, sooner or later reality kicks in that that's uh, that's uh, that's true for sure however uh, I, I am not so sure and that's why i accepted the the, the bet uh, this is a, a funny bet because uh, you you don't know the outcome in advance uh, a lot of friends of mine they say that uh, we will not uh, we will not um, learn anything and uh, they uh, 
they uh, say as an example, they suggest as an example, the case of Argentina. And I think that this is a smart example. Argentina is a country that in the last 70 years probably uh, basically did not learn anything because they keep committing the same mistakes ever and ever again. That default, uh, high debt, uh, high public spending, inflation—they uh, seems—they uh, seem not to not to under not to understand. I don't know. I don't know if Italians will uh, will go the same mm. pathway as uh, Argentinians, or they they will learn. I hope that uh, that we Italians will uh, will learn, but uh, I, I cannot be sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Fabrizio. Thank you for having me, Naki. Naki, yeah. it's been my pleasure. Uh, have a good day and uh, thank you for everyone for listening.